Thank you for listening to the Convergence Podcast. We pray that God speaks to you during this message and that he moves in your life. All right. So, man, it's been quite a week, hasn't it? I mean, it's been, it's been quite a week. There's been more developments. There's more things going on. But I just want to continue to say that God is in control. And we can totally be encouraged by that. Last week, I, I addressed four things, and I, this is something that I've been keeping uh, you know, a real focus on even this week, and that is that we're choosing faith over fear. We're choosing worship over worry. We're choosing the Word of God, the Bible, over the news, the local news, the global news. And then lastly, we want to respond to the Father instead of reacting to the devil. We want to re- see what heaven is doing, and we want to gravitate that direction and see what the Father is doing and then respond accordingly, just like Jesus did. Jesus only said and he did what he saw the Father do. So we want to do the same. We, we co-labor with him, and in the middle of all of this that's going on around the world, um, we can still be men and women of God, youth and children who are filled with hope um, and truly become even more so the salt of the earth, the light uh, in our nation. So I just want to encourage you with that. I, I do want to address a few things today. Um, and so it kind of took a little different turn, but I want to address some things um, that I feel like the Lord is doing uh, right now in our nation, and um, I know that there's there's tons of stuff that you know that's that's taking place. There's there's fear, you know, um, accusations are being made. There's political jockeying that's taking place. You know, we read the news. Someone's blaming somebody. Somebody's saying something about somebody else. There's there's all kinds of things that are happening. There are those that are many, many people are really following the coronavirus, the, the, the virus guidelines that have been set up by our federal government and by our local and state government, which is awesome, like the social distancing, the things that were, and everyone's familiar with that. Just, I just encourage you guys, stay, stay with it. You know, stay, stay doing our part. And I think that's an evangelistic message. I think that's teamwork. I think that we're, we're working together um, and then there are those who, you know, are, are kind of ignoring that and, you know, we want to pray for them and, you know, there are people who are, you know, looking at this as being more political than it is health-based. Anyway, I, I really don't want to dive into that. I'm just saying what's out there and, I, and I'm sure you're up on the internet and you're on the news and you're following all that. And then, and then even recently, uh, th- just a couple days ago, um, the New York Times had an article and the name of the article is called The Road to Coronavirus Hell Was Paid by the Evangelicals. I mean, these kinds of things that are happening around us, it's not new. I mean, Nero in the New Testament, Nero, the king of uh, Rome, Nero blamed the Christians for, for burning down Rome. So, so these kinds of things are, are not new, but in spite of all of that, in spite of all the things that are happening around us, we are people of hope. We have people who can possess joy. 
We have people who could overcome. We can pray. We can pray for the sick at any time, at any moment. We can pray in the spirit and, uh, and we can walk in victory. And I just want to encourage our Convergence family, because I, I feel like I'm talking to revivalists and world changers. I'm, I'm addressing you like that, and that we're, we're more than conquerors, and we are overcomers. And so these are the promises um, that we want to keep in front of us. And I just want to en- encourage you to, like in the middle of all this, it's important for us to find the good news and to, and to allow that to be our focus. Like we're going to get a lot of the other stuff, but find the good news. And I just want to relay a couple, just three things that I just did. And it only took me 10 minutes to actually find this. So I know that it's out there, but we had a 93-year-old patient who was discharged uh, and recovered from COVID-19. So we could say, praise God for that. Um, Most people, this came out of the Harvard Health a publication. These two came out of the Harvard Health publication. Most people with COVID-19 recover. Estimates, estimates now suggest that 99% of people infected with the virus that causes COVID-19 will recover. 99% are recovering. So maybe it's 98%. Maybe it's, you know, but you guys, focus, let's focus on the 98% that God is touching and people are being healed and people are recovering and I, and let's pray for the, you know, for those that are infected now that, that God will um, deliver them and heal them completely. We can do that. And then the number of, of new cases is falling where the outbreak began. And you guys, that's good news. So, so the good news is out there. You're going to have to search for it and, and find it. But really, I, I just encourage you guys to feed on that. Like, be, let's be aware of what's going on. That's, I think that's okay. I think that's, that's right. But at the same time, we have to be looking for the good news and, and just say thank you, Jesus, for what, he's, for what he's doing in people's lives. Amen? So let me just, uh, just kind of give you a, a few thoughts this morning. Um, first of all, I think that we're in this, uh, as we're in this season, that especially even like now, like right now, um, current time, that there's a call to bow low in humility and to rise up with authority. And I believe you can do both. I think there's a, we're in this season where we're, we're bowing low in humility, but we're, we want to rise up with authority. You know, the verse that kind of came to my mind this week was Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, and will forgive their sin, and heal their land. I mean, verse 13 talks about a pestilence that's been released, and in the middle of that, there's a a calling. It's a very familiar portion of scripture to many of us. There's a calling that if my people who are called by my name, that's, that's us, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. Humble themselves, pray, and seek my face. You know, we have a lot of time right now. Some of you have, maybe you don't have any, you know, it's the same schedule. For, for most of us, we're, we're in our homes or whatever, but this is a time to take advantage of, of searching our heart, asking the Lord to search 
our heart, to humble ourselves, to seek his face, and then if the Holy Spirit exposes things in our lives that are not right or godly, that we actually turn from those things and we give our lives 100% to the Lord. And that, that's a brave thing, but Father is gentle and Holy Spirit will open things up and see things that, but I just think that there's a, we're in this season now where we, could, we can talk to the Lord and say, if there's any, you know, I think David said, you know, to search, search my heart. If there's any, any wickedness in me, just expose it. And I want to take care of it. I want to be completely right in your eyes, Lord. So I would encourage you guys, the part of humility is just getting before the Lord, asking him to expose any wicked ways in our heart. And then it says, then I will hear from heaven. Then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. And I believe that the Lord wants to, to heal the Silicon Valley, the you know, the USA, and really, this is global. So we want to we invoke and pray and declare healing um, to the nations. And we are, we are the salt and we are the light. This is, this is our God-given joy and responsibility is to actually make those declarations. But it comes from a place of humility. It's, it's coming from a place of humbling ourselves before the Lord. So I would, I just strongly encourage you with that. And then the second thing I, I think we need to rise up with authority, and that's actually out of Matthew chapter 16, verse 19. And this is Jesus' commission that he's gonna build his ecclesia church. Ecclesia is the right word. He's gonna build his, his government and upon the confession that he's the Christ. And then it says, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So we want to move into the season of, of humbling ourselves before the Lord, but being bold and being aggressive in our faith and making declarations and binding and loosing. And really, I, you know, just to make it as simple as possible, when we bind and loose, we're actually releasing the light of heaven. We're actually releasing and bringing heaven to earth. So your prayers matter. Your declarations matter. They could be small. They could be simple. They could just be something as, Lord, heal our land. You know, or it could be something like, Lord, get rid of this coronavirus, not just in our neighborhood or nation, but around the world. Those are powerful prayers. And the enemy would want us to kind of come under this, like our prayers don't matter, or it needs to be fluent, or it needs to be, you know, a certain way. No, no, no. Just, just lift, lift it up and let it go and, and exercise the authority that God has given you. And so we, I just want to encourage you in that season. So we want to bow low in humility, but we want to rise up with authority. And I hope you're all saying amen to that. Second thing is, is that, um, there's a turning, you know, Malachi chapter four, verse six says, and he will turn the heart's of the parents to their children and the hearts of the children to their parents. And I feel like we're in that season where the hearts of the parents are turning to their kids and vice versa. Like we've been in that season for a while, but, but even now, even more so now that families are home, like we have, I have, you know, Billy and Lydia uh, with us and, you know, they're, they're 
they're back home, you know, they're living and, and, and hanging out, to, you know, with all of us. And I feel like that's a, it's an opportunity for us to, to reconnect. And we have watched a lot of the Lord of the Rings. I'm just saying. So, um, and that's been fun too. So, so reconnect. I think that the, that the Lord is doing that. But I also, I also want to be like, let's pray. Because some children are actually in homes that are hostile. And, and so, Father, we just pray for these kids that are, are in homes that are hostile. And God, we ask that you would protect them. And Lord, we ask that you would come in and you would absolutely deliver uh, moms and dads and let there be unity and let there be harmony in the name of Jesus. And we just, as the salt of, of the earth, make that declaration that these kids would be protected in the name of Jesus. Amen. The third thing is that I'm, I'm feeling like the Lord's doing, and I, and again, this is something that is going to be super obvious for us, but, but I feel like I need to make it just, just release it, is that the ecclesia is here. The ecclesia is not emerging. The ecclesia is not coming. I believe the ecclesia is here. That God is now turning tables in the pulpits. I believe that we are now doing things in our homes that we would normally do Oh, on a, on a Sunday morning, or we would actually drive to the church building, we would do these kinds of things, and now we're having, you know, communion at home, we're having, our, we're having services at home, we're praying together, we're reading the word at home, and really, I think we're, we've been kind of dropped into an Acts chapter 2, 46 and 47 moment, and I feel that, that a lot is going to change in the future for the good of actually what's happening here. And even coming to you live stream and, and doing ministry and, and having service live stream like this and you're in your homes and you could be on your phones, you could be, you could be in your car, you could be, it's just, it's just a beautiful thing that we get to communicate along those lines. And I do think that ministry is happening around, around tables, uh, in family rooms and in living rooms. I think that's happening all over the world, not just here, not just part of Convergence, but all over the world. I've never seen so much live streaming uh, on, on Facebook or Instagram or these live platforms and YouTube. Like the gospel, I mean, these things are being recorded. The gospel could be going out to the entire world through... Uh, through what's happening now. I mean, those, that's the good news. Those are the things that we have to think about and consider and dwell on. So it says in Acts chapter 2, 46 and 47, so continuing daily in one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness. Everyone say amen. Ate their food with gladness, all right? And simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to the ecclesia daily those who were being saved. The Lord added to the ecclesia daily, not weekly, not on a Sunday morning, not, I mean, those are all great. We need to do that. But I believe the Lord's adding daily to the ecclesia. I mean, just last week, I think I might have mentioned it last week, but 
We just got a report that this one individual is part of our house, part of our family. They've already led 15 people to Jesus uh, in a matter of a week. And I'm just telling you, like, I don't know how they did it. I don't know if it was online. I don't know if I'm learning about Zoom. I'm learning about all these. I don't know how they did it, but I'm telling you, people's hearts are open for the gospel. People's hearts are open for the gospel. And all we have to do is share our testimony and just share our, where our hope is. And, and people are panicking and we're walking with this place in this place of hope, in this place of joy in the middle of it. And people aren't going to quite understand it. And I believe they're going to reach out to us. So um, be open to be used by God in those ways. And I think that's what he's doing. Number, number four, we must stay united in God's government and his kingdom. We must make we must make sure we don't focus on the leaven of the Pharisees and Herod. We have to make sure we don't focus on the leaven of Pharisees, the Pharisees uh, and Herod. That actually comes out of Mark chapter 8, verse 15, where Jesus is with his disciples and he says, be careful. Jesus warned them, warned them, watch out for the yeast of the Pharisees and of Herod. As you guys know, we've talked about yeast. You put yeast in, in, in dough and it actually infiltrates and influences the whole lump. It influences and it's, it, so that's what creates it, you know, makes it rise. And, and I'm, I'm just thinking it's, it's super important for us. The, the Pharisees would carry the religious spirit and Herod represents the political spirit. And I'm just wanting to encourage you guys, we have to be intentional on keeping our heart and our mind on kingdom, on kingdom things, on the kingdom of God. We could, be, we could have an awareness of what's going on, you know, in the political realm. We can have an awareness of what's going on even in the broader religious, you know, platform. But I'm telling you, Jesus is warning us like that, don't let that yeast grow in your heart. Let the yeast of the kingdom of God be established in your heart and let it infiltrate in a good way and let it influence our heart, mind, and completely our soul and strength. I mean, that passage in, in the book and the gospel of Matthew. So, so let's, let's be mindful of that. Let's be mindful of that. And let's focus on what God is doing Let's focus on what God is saying. Let's focus on the kingdom dynamics as Christ's ecclesia. And number five, um, we, let's embrace that, that Christ is our sufficiency, all of our sufficiency in all things. Right now, there's insufficient hospital beds. Right now, there's insufficient ventilators and face masks and, and toilet paper and funds to survive uh, the current crisis, the, the current crisis. But where do we turn in the face of some of this uncertainty? Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse nine says, my grace is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient for you. In fact, let's just say it. My grace is sufficient for you for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, 
I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. The power of Christ is resting upon us. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8, it says, and God is able to make all grace, everyone say all grace, all grace abound towards you that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, all su- sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. Wow, what an amazing passage. Second Corinthians 9, I'm just going to read it again. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. So for us as believers, God will give us and give you grace to confront our pain, to endure the challenge, to stand firm through any disappointment, We have to keep believing and let him fill us with hope and the strength needed in these days. He's all sufficient. Christ is all sufficient. And so there's there's not a lack in the kingdom. There's not a lack in the kingdom. And I just want to encourage you. I'm I'm receiving that word from myself. That there's no there's no lack in the kingdom of God. And I can I can stand based on his word that I have all sufficiency in all things, amen? All right, so as we kind of wrap things up um, this morning, I just want to just kind of touch base on a few things. I want to give you, you know, kind of rapid fire, you know, four more things that I want us to consider for this week. And I know I hit, I think, four last week, and I want to hit four more, and I just want to drop them in there. So if, you're, if you are, you know, taking notes, go for it. And, and um, but before that, I just want to remind us of, of the things that we, we ended the service with last week. And hopefully all of you guys are doing these, these seven things. Pray. Pray. Number two, praise. Number three, pour over his word. Block time out. Set time up. Listen to his word. Get on Audible or your audio stream, whatever it is. Pour over his word. Number four, Proclaim God's promises. Make a declaration. Even if it's one or two, just make a declaration. Let it come out of your mouth. Make a declaration of the promises of the Lord. Number five, protect yourself and others. In other words, I think this is a season where we love ourselves by protecting ourselves, but we love our neighbor. And so that's, you know, the whole, all the guidelines that, that have been mentioned. Let's, you know, the hygiene, all that. Keep, just keep that going. Uh, and protect yourself and others. And then six, participate. Some, you know, you're watching this on social media. Just jump on more so than ever. Our live streams, participate on what's going on during the week. Jump in, add comments. Like, you know, social distancing doesn't mean we can't spiritually connect. So though there's social distancing, we can still have greater spiritual connection. Even though we're not maybe seeing each other tangibly, we can still have spiritual connection. We can pray with each other on Zoom, on, you know, Facebook Live. And I mean, we could do these kinds of things to our, or just like pick up the phone, you know, and call somebody. 
And we could totally do that as well. So I just encourage you, maybe, maybe text three or four people um, this week or make a phone call this week or some of you e-groups, you're on WhatsApp. Just get on WhatsApp and just, just bless people and just lift, let a declaration go out. But maybe your goal would be three or four people this week. I'm just going to reach out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to text them. I'm going to call them. I'm going to somehow make a connection, with, email them, whatever, and just encourage them with the word of the Lord. You can do that. And then uh, number seven, which kind of leads to number seven, and that is like to pour out to others. Look for ways to minister. And I, I feel like in these seasons, these difficult seasons that people are, I mean, the, a lot of people are in panic mode. A lot of people are very fearful. And this is our opportunity to, if we're out and about, you know, if we have to do something that is essential, whatever that is, smile. Say, say hi, like Wendy and I, we take walks, our family takes walks, and if we see someone coming our way, um, you know, and they're crossing, we'll just say hi, good afternoon, we'll smile at them, and so people need that kind of encouragement. We have the Lord inside of us, and we have a spiritual community that is pulling for each other, so I would encourage you just to go ahead and do that, continue to do that. All right, so very briefly, let me just give you, um, you know, five more things here. Number one, uh, in this season, uh, we need to choose trust over anxiety. Choose trust over anxiety. And so it says in Proverbs chapter 3, 5, and 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. Psalm 37 um, Verse three, trust in the Lord and do good. And I just want to, this is such a great, dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Feed on his faithfulness. Feed on the faithfulness of the Lord. Delight yourself in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. So let's choose trust over anxiety. The second thing is we want to choose peace over panic. Peace is security, it's wholeness, it's well-being. Panic is uncontrollable fear and anxiety creating unthinking actions. We don't want to we don't want to we don't want to land there. We want to be in a place of peace. Isaiah 26:3 says you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. So let's just reverse that scripture that 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 phrase because he trusts in you, his mind is stayed on you, that's Christ, you will keep him in perfect peace. So it starts with trust, and that trust infiltrates, gives us that sound mind, and in that, a result of that is perfect peace. I love that, perfect peace. So trust him. Trust is actually the anchor for peace. Psalm 91, we already know that passage, just continue to dwell on Psalm 91. And I believe that the peace of the Lord is going to flood, continue to flood your heart. Number, th- number four, three, four, three, four, whatever. Um, choose hope. Again, choose hope over despair. Hope is the confident expectation of what God has promised and its strength is in his faithfulness. 
confident expectation of what God has promised and the strength in the fact that he's faithful. Despair, there's there's really not a, a huge definition for despair, but the first one is it's a complete absence of hope. When hope is not there, despair takes over. And we don't want to be people of despair. We want to be people who are filled with hope. And we want to walk in that reality. Romans chapter 15, 13 is a great passage. Now may God, the inspiration and fountain of hope, fill you to overflowing and uncontainable joy and perfect peace as you trust in him. And may the power of the Holy Spirit continually surround your life with his super abundance until you radiate with hope. Wow, that's out of the Passion Translation. I would encourage you to just jump in and check that out. And then the last one is, we're gonna choose joy over discouragement. We're gonna choose joy over discouragement. Isaiah 35.10, Yahweh's ransomed ones will return with glee to Zion. They will enter with a song of rejoicing and be crowned with everlasting joy. Ecstatic joy will overwhelm them. We gotta get in a place where ecstatic joy overwhelms us and weariness and grief will disappear. Could we just say amen to that? And then James chapter one, verse two, this is out of the Passion Translation. My fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, See, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience, experience the greatest joy that you can. So we're in this season. That, let me just kind of go over those really quick. So we want to choose trust over anxiety. We want to choose peace over panic. We want to choose hope over despair. We want to choose joy over discouragement. I'm telling you, I feel like if we can just do that, Just making these choices, we're going to come out of this thing uh, victorious. And I'm believing for our nation to do the same. So let's let's just close in a word of prayer. And um, I want to pray for you. My family, those behind me, want to pray for you as as we close our service today. So, Father, thank you for this time together. Thank you that you're the God, the, you, the eternal Father, the one who holds everything in his hand, who keeps everything together. So we trust in that, Lord. We trust in that. I just, I want to pray for our spiritual family and those who are listening online that you would bring hope and encouragement, uh, joy unspeakable, that we'd actually take our position to rise, to go low in humility, but to rise up with authority. That with humble hearts and those that are walking as a servant of the living God, that we actually make a declaration that shakes the heavens. And we come against this this COVID-19 and we cancel its assignment over the nations in the name of Jesus. We pray for a supernatural breakthrough of healing and power to be released, not only in the United States, but all over the world. We pray for every sick person that has been infected by this, that they would instantly recover in the name of Jesus. We take our place as Christ's ecclesia to believe God for the miraculous, for a sovereign breakthrough. I pray that you would bring comfort to those who are 
panic, peace to those who are panicking, God. I just pray for a supernatural impartation, Lord, into every home, Lord, all over the, all over the world, really, all over the world. We pray for wisdom and revelation for all of our leaders, all of our pastors who are leading congregations. We ask that you would, you would do a, a mighty work in our hearts and, Lord, do a mighty work on the earth. We thank you for it. In the name of Jesus, amen, amen. Well, this is it. We're done. But we'll be back next week, and you can join us online for all the things that are, that are coming. God bless you guys. So glad you, you guys joined in. Amen. Thanks again for listening. For more messages just like this, go ahead and subscribe to our channel. God bless.